0: Greetings, gentle listeners of the Brose podcast. As we regretfully informed you last week, our audio from session 21 got all donked up. Specifically, Tim's audio was, well, inaudible. However, it seems the issue may run deeper than we initially anticipated. To put it simply, the manner in which Tim's voice vanished after we all heard him so clearly the night we recorded was eerie, spooky even. So to cover all our bases, we hired a paranormal research team to ensure our recording studio wasn't haunted. And after several days of these experts channeling the spirit realm and putting a PlaySchool brand I'm a Doctor stethoscope to our walls to, quote, listen for creepies, unquote, the experts have determined that the Tim we spoke to the night of recording was an apparition. The real Tim was never there at all. Rest assured that we are working 24 minutes a day, 7 hours a month to locate the real Tim. In the meantime, though, here's another classic brose episode with our 2019 guest of the year, Alex Casnell. Enjoy.
1: Right. <laughs> we went on a tangent. We a bit of a tangent. Well, that was. Today. I don't know if any of that's going to be usable, but like the because uh, we because the one I just edited, mm-hmm. there was a lot of talking before you got to it, oh, okay. and there was nothing I could use because you uh-huh. talked about air conditioners for the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> it, was, it was not interesting. Was I mean, the the, pressing like, moment. It was it was it was good. It was a good conversation that you were having for you. But I'm like, this is not content. Or I'm going like, well, my coworker said I could get, like, the wall unit. But there's also the one where you fill the water
0: in. Yeah, I'm like, sorry, I can't.
1: And there's nothing I could take from it, because it's just like, well, I have, we have two wall units. Well, the thing about the CX 45,000 plus is. Yeah, and it was also Tim complaining. So I'm like, I probably shouldn't put that in. Yeah. So, the editing eye. All right. All right.
0: Alex, you ready? So ready. Let's get these going. <clears throat> Welcome to Brosé. Real. Comfortable. Jeans. My name is Matt Casnell, and joining me as they always do are my bros in rosé. To my right, Mr. Rich Sweeten.
2: We're opening a jeans company, guys.
0: To my left, Mr. Sean O'Brien.
2: Breens.
0: Breens. <laughs> <laughs> and across from us, reporting live from Brosé Vineyards in scenic University City, Philadelphia, Mr. Alex Casnell! What's going on, man?
3: Does this mean we get Brett Favre as a sponsor now?
0: Brett Favre is going to be on the show next week. I don't know if you know this. He's going to be on the split screen with you on Skype.
3: (laughs) tagged him from Wrangler. We got him now. Yeah, he's going to have his golden
0: retriever there. He's going to be throwing passes to, like, complete jamokes in the mud (laughs) down in Mississippi. He's going to be on a tractor. Uh,
2: If if, if there's a dog, I'm not paying attention to the show. No, no, no. I mean, listen,
0: that's that's a stereotype. I don't know if he actually has a golden retriever, but Brett Favre strikes me as a guy who has a golden retriever. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Welcome to the Brosé Podcast, ladies and gentlemen. Available, as always, on Apple Podcasts. Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, SoundCloud, TuneIn, and anywhere else you can get podcasts. The premise of the show, as always, is to answer questions from you, the gentle listener, about life, the universe, and everything. Uh, Occasionally, questions come from the loved ones in our lives, but whatever the question, whatever the source of the question, we always do it over a delicious, cool glass of rosé. And if you have a question for us, you can send it to brosequestions at gmail.com. That's brosequestions at gmail.com. Uh, and your question might be uh, answered on the show the way Brian Everett's was, the way that uh, our guest, Alex Casnell's questions have been answered on several occasions, the way that the, the Cooper Turchich family has had their questions answered. Uh, a, lot great, a lot of great fans have sent in questions, and we, we do our best to get to all of them.
2: I am crossing my fingers that there is an Alex question in one of these envelopes. I, Alex, I, I, did you send any questions?
3: no, uh, no. You already answered my most recent one, so I think I'm all, I'm, I'm due yeah. for a new one. <laughs> also, yeah, that's full, true.
1: full disclosure: when when Mary was putting them together, I was like, maybe don't <laughs> <laughs> put, an Alex, put an Alex question. in question so like answer his own question. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So Alex, so you're you're now on
0: your second. This is your second episode of Brosay that you've ever been on. How you feeling? How, I, how how you feeling so far?
3: I'm thoroughly enjoying it. It's everything I wanted and more.
0: Excellent. That's that's great. Uh, any, any constructive criticism, feedback for us. This is th- this is uh, we're into corporate lingo. This is three sixty feedback right here. Three
3: sixty feedback. What, what does that mean? Three sixty feedback. That means like, yeah, That
0: means listen. It doesn't matter what your position is, whether you're a host of the show, a guest, uh, a listener, all levels. You take feedback from all levels. This is how you synergize I'll- ideas.
3: Oh, I see, I see. Uh, a Criticism for the show. Gosh, um, lack of Tim is a pretty, a pretty big shortcoming for this episode. Oh You're wrong on that one. <laughs> he said shortcoming because Tim's like so short. Like, <laughs> uh, boy, boy, he's so
0: short. Isn't it funny? All right. Anyway, uh, uh, so, <laughs> so he's got that like country strength. Though. He does. He does. He's, he's, <laughs> he's country strength. Uh, yeah. Tim's starting his own moving company. Did I did I read that correctly on Twitter that he's going to do his own moving company now?
2: I it is the I made it up. So yeah, it's the official Brosé uh, moving wish company. wish
0: casted it into existence. <laughs> yes. Uh, great. Well, uh, we're we're of course missing Tim, who is uh who is uh, still experiencing some problems with his internet. But uh, a little birdie told me he might be able to join us for for session three by via other means. Nice. So we're gonna get what that means is that we're gonna get his hologram the way like Tupac's hologram shows <laughs> yeah. up on which, stage, which is
1: really weird for a uh, audio medium. But. Yeah, we're for.
0: <laughs> Audio medium, and also for a live person. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, uh, before we get to the second envelope of questions, though, uh, we're all drinking rosé, so we might as well talk about it. I mean, that's the point of the show, right? Like as part yeah, of it, mm-hmm. yeah. So, uh, so, Rich, what are you drinking this evening?
2: I, so, last um, last episode, I said I was drinking ninety sellers. It's actually ninety plus. Ooh. The word like ninety. I have plus seen this cellars. in
0: the stores before.
2: Um, it is a Costa Rovans rosé um their story for more than 2500 years humans have been cultivating grapes and making pale pink wine in the sun-drenched windswept vineyards of Provence. on rocky outcrops and high plateaus nestled between the mountains and the sea grapevines bask in the brilliant sunshine this is the rose center of the world taste for yourself
0: Mmm, delicious.
2: It's got tasty notes, I'll read next episode. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, fair <laughs> but enough. But it's, it's pretty good, it's not bad, I enjoy it. It's uh, a very light pink color. I was shocked to see it, but yeah, I, I like mm. it.
1: All right. Excellent. And provided by Joe and Janie Davis. Yes, thank Correct.
2: you for my birthday gift, Joe and Janie Davis.
1: Shout out to the
0: D-Buy. Mm-hmm. Mr. O'Brien, what are you drinking?
1: Uh, I am drinking Rosemont of Virginia, Rosé. Um, it's a 2018 wine from... You guessed it, Virginia. Uh, it was donated. <laughs> yeah. It was donated to the cause by um, Emily and John Cooper mm-hmm. Um and it is very good. It's a. It's it's very tart. Like I would like this. Like most rosés, I feel like are summer wines. This is more of a winter wine. Okay. Like, I would when it's a little bit colder out. It's a little heavier than most of the rosés we drink, but it's very good. It has like a nice. Mm-hmm. It's it's a. It's a bite of a fruit that I can't really place, but it's very. I got you. That that is a good point because we're really in prime time
0: season for rosés at this point. Like Truly it's nice and are. humid out, and it's warm. Like this is this is the prime time to be drinking what we're drinking.
2: And I'm just sitting inside with the air conditioner on, yeah, because it's, it's too hot, blasting
0: it. Yeah. You know, we're all taking down the grid because everybody's got air conditioning on because it's fucking ninety five degrees out and humid. Uh, Alex, what are you drinking tonight?
3: So, I am drinking a, uh, a fine vintage barefoot wine to go, which I've <laughs> discovered is sold in a Tetra pack, which is aseptic and recyclable. Ooh. Um, we are tasting this. with, a, I don't know if you, did you catch the mingo motif going on in the bottle. Oh, there's of this? flamingos see, and, like and
0: there's a flamingo yeah, and a. A
3: little bit of mingo, a little bit of. And it's appropriate, as you might be able to see, from week long getaway. To weekend steak Ooh, so, stay uh, yeah, and appropriately, appropriately is the equivalent of three glasses of rosé. So, ooh, I perfect.
0: Gonna- just housing that whole thing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> hey, do, you, have, do you guys watch uh, SNL? Yes. Do you know um, you know the character like the on Weekend Update, Alex Moffat has this character, the, the dude who just bought a boat. Um, I feel like the guy, like the the the, the weekend vacay or the weekend stay K, is something that the guy who just bought a boat would have said, or he's like very good for your week for your week long vacay or your weekend stay K. I have a tiny penis, <laughs> or something like that. Like I feel like that's his quote. Uh, by the way, Alex, I forgot, I, I, I wanted to do this as your intro music, but I neglected to do it before, and I, I'd be remiss if I didn't uh, throw this at you. So, of course, live from University City, uh, coming to us for the second time, it's Mr. Alex Casnell.
4: <laughs>
0: anyway, Alex, next. <laughs>
3: it's it weird it took a second for that because like i'm getting a little bit of a lag so skype does that thing where it starts slow and then it like catches up but it'll give you all the audio but very short bursts <laughs> <laughs> and yeah. and so i thought it was like kickstart my heart like motley Crue or something you know you fucking
0: love motley crew
3: totally appropriate motley Crue.
0: dr feel good uh i am drinking uh sun rose uh, a california 2018 rose um it's pretty good. It's uh, it 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 highlights on the back the the vibrant hints of strawberries and raspberries leading to a bright crisp finish. Um, and it, this is definitely a summer rosé, uh, as opposed to the Sean, Sean when you were mentioning that your rosé could be better. It's a little heavier, better for the winter. This is definitely a quintessential summer rosé. It's quite good. I would say it's definitely above braveridge. Um, I, I, I don't. I, what was this? The, the superlative beyond above braveridge? Do we have anything above beyond above braveridge besides like Brexelent? It um, would be
2: like brawesome or Brexelent. Or- yeah,
0: I, th- I think I think it's under. It's just under Brexelent, but it's definitely above braveridge. Uh, it's it's quite good uh, for being a, a crisp, refreshing drink.
3: So, if this were a beer podcast, you'd go with Brewperior.
0: Oh, Brewperior. I like that. Where'd you
3: get that one? I made it up. Oh man. Nah,
0: nah, I'm so, not as interested anymore. So I just
2: uh before we start questions, I just wanna I have a little bit of a here's this three sixty feedback. Mm-hmm. I have a gripe with you, Matt, that you didn't prepare a bit for why Tim's not here when you prepared a bit about Sean breaking one of his two dicks when he wasn't here.
0: Well, I appreciate you mentioning that, Rich. Um, it's So here's the thing. I never lie on this show. I've... Every bit that I've done is 100% true, and I would never disrespect Sean's serious injury by pretending that Tim just had, like, a similar injury or a similar, uh, you know, emergency befall him. I feel like that's insulting to the real-life experiences that Sean has gone through. Truly, truly it is. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. It. it, it... It would,
1: it would devalue exactly. what I went through.
0: Like, for me to just come in here and say, yo, Tim broke his dick just like Sean did, like, I could see the look on Sean's face. Like, I'm mocking his pain. Yeah.
1: Look, I
2: was just trying to get our one session uh, Sean Dick quota in. <laughs> <laughs> um, mm-hmm. So that's... We're yeah, gonna... yeah, no, it's <laughs> fair.
0: Listen, that's that's completely fair. Uh, you know, we, we, we have to hit our quota or the sponsors won't won't be as interested in the show. Yep. Uh, they, they look to us when we report the numbers to the potential sponsors. We go, OK, here's the number of listeners we have. Here's the number of times we talk about Sean's dick. Here's our impressions. And also, again, just for clarity, here's how many times we talk about Sean's dick in a given podcast, because yeah. it's really important. Um, so I have here in my hands. Uh, Sean's dick. I have here in my hand. <laughs> You're welcome. Yeah. <laughs> 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 so I have here in my hand uh, the next uh, set of questions. There are seven of them. Uh, I disposed of the envelope uh, a minute ago when I was opening them, uh, but it has two glasses of wine on the front and on the back it says, Hi Alex. I'm showing this to Alex even though we turned off the video so he can't <laughs> see it. Uh, but it says, Hi Alex.
3: Is this from Jake? It's from, from Jake. Jake, yeah. <laughs> oh, how nice. Hi Jake.
0: a <laughs> <laughs> boy. Thank you, Jake. The next, the first question. <clears throat> what was your favorite halloween costume that you wore as a child
2: oh
3: oh man i know this one uh i one year went all out as legolas from lord of the rings
4: oh Um, yeah
3: i I, I remember i like i researched this halloween costume like i was i had a weird like pocket of maybe three or four years where i was really into lord of the rings and it, it was like just isolated incident of that period of time and I was like, I'm absolutely being legless for Halloween. I bought an actual recurve bow. I didn't buy it. I convinced my parents to buy it for me for some reason. <laughs> and I uh, had a wig, like an actual, like <laughs> like a full wig with the braids and everything in it. Like it was absurd how much I was into Lord of the Rings. And look back on that and think, God, I wish I like was playing sports or something. <laughs> <laughs> no, like, I could have done so many things that would have been more productive than being into Lord of the Rings. But, but that yeah, was a cultural
0: know, touchstone was, at that yeah. point. Yeah, yeah, I suppose. But, still uh, yeah. regarded is one of the, the best movie series of all time, and, that, that, and and listen, that's that's geared towards you know that, that's that's exactly what you want because if you like great literature, you can like the great literature. But if you're a kid and you just want to be fucking Legolas, you can be Legolas.
2: <laughs> I wanted to be Legolas. My first D and D character I ever made was Legolas.
3: Mm-hmm. I think oh, okay. everybody feels bad that.
0: <laughs> Yeah, I think, did, did, would, did everybody here, like, want to be Legolas, or was there anybody who was like, oh, Aragorn is my man, like, nope. I, like Legolas was the cool one, he was, he had the
2: blonde hair, he could shoot arrows, he, he could was walk, foot. he could walk on top of could, snow, yeah. Like, yeah, that was awesome. Mm-hmm.
3: Gimli was a much better character, though, I think, I mean, he was a funny one. Yeah. Yeah. John Reese Davies, or something—the guy who played him.
0: Yes, I think I think you're right. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Like when Legolas shot the the elephant down and like killed 18 people, and Gimli <laughs> goes, like, it, only "It only counts as one." Counts <laughs> one. <laughs> that was great. Um, what a good movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And also, yeah, it, yeah. also, uh, Gimli introduced racism to us because he's like, "I will die before I see my ring in the hands of an elf," and he just doubles down. Never trust an elf. <laughs> That's what I say. Like, <laughs> uh, Rich, what was your favorite Halloween costume as a kid?
2: All right, so. Um, In uh, elementary school, I believe I was, like, 5th or 6th grade, um, after a certain point in the elementary school I went to, they stopped doing full costumes for, like, the older students, and they did the crazy head contest. So, shoulders up, whatever craziness you could do, that was was the thing. My dad one year comes up, and he has this big, huge round of, like, kind of, like, thick wire, like, fencing. He puts down, rolls it up, and it's in a cone and he, he throws a white sheet on top of it. Now I know where you're, hold on. He's like, what does this look like? And my head goes there and I'm like, no, we're not doing that. And I'm like, what about a Christmas tree? So it gets green spray paint sprays green all over it. Puts Christmas ornaments all over. I wore brown all the way down. I was a Christmas tree for Halloween. Yes, <laughs> that's good. Very creative. Yeah, and I won the crazy head contest. Yeah, nice. That's yeah. Like
0: a good cross holiday uh, integration there. I like yeah. it. Yeah, Sean, what was your favorite Halloween
1: costume? Ugh, that's hard. I didn't. I never liked Halloween. It's like one of my least favorite holidays. Really? Why yeah. not? I don't know. I just never got into it, and it seemed like a lot of effort for a little reward. And I found out fairly early. So, like, my parents lived on a street with not many houses. And because of that, we didn't get many trick-or-treaters. We lived in Philly, so we only had a few, like, people on our street. But if you went, you know, two blocks over, you'd have a bunch of twins. And so you just bang out. Like, on a block, you'd have, you know, 50 houses instead of 10. And so I never really liked liked it. But my family gave out super dope candy because we never got kids. Mm -hmm. So I knew if I stayed home i could just eat that candy <laughs> if i was just like i'll stay home you guys take everyone else out like all of my siblings i get to eat the candy so and you I don't the... have to go for a walk you were the <laughs> house and you were i the house
2: with the full chocolate bars we were oh man it was great it was Jeez. dope and
1: we like gave out like three throughout the evening so i did get to eat so many wow. it was awesome so i don't know i never have been a huge fan but my mom did some like excellent work with with makeup and like i was a dracula one year and i think i remember that that was dracula and a hobo and hmm. both of them and i know for the hobo she burned the end of a cork a okay. wine cork and used it as a as like stubble
0: that's cool yeah oh, wow. so
1: i'm I, I i think that one only because i remember the ingenuity of that
0: okay i think the one that always comes to mind, because there are a lot of photos of me when I was dressed up as the Blue Power Ranger when I was a kid, mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, that that was definitely the one that, that I remember as being a guy. I think – I'm trying to think of other good ones that I've done or when, when I was younger, but I, that's the one that always comes to mind because it was like – it was right in the sweet spot of like I'm so geeked about this show and I get to be one of the people in this show mm-hmm. because, because it, it, it hit that sweet spot for me. I think that's the one that I remember the most. Yeah. Um,
3: Raiden from Mortal Kombat at one point, weren't
0: you? Was I Raiden from Mortal Kombat? I don't remember <laughs> that. I don't think In that case, forget it. I'm Raiden, Raiden's the better costume. Dude shoots lightning out of his hands. I mean, come on. Um, Maybe I was. Boy, I don't remember that. I'm going to have to consult with uh contributor to the show, Donna Casnell, uh, and see. You what people
3: have down some fatalities if they didn't give you the right kind of Hershey bar or whatever. I, I might have done that, them? yeah.
0: <laughs> electrocute them and make their bones like shoot all over the place. <laughs> <laughs> Rip their spines out. Um, yeah, I'm gonna go with the the Blue Ranger though. That was that was a solid one. Yeah, for did
1: me. you did you like end up wearing that all the time? Not <laughs> as a. <laughs> I was, like oh, to see no. Matt like running around the supermarket yeah. Yeah. on like December 23rd.
2: It's
0: like
1: oh,
2: I'm still the Blue Power yeah. Ranger.
0: And the day after Christmas, Happy Boxing Day.
1: because <laughs> like, I I remember a Batman costume I had that huh? I wore all of the time mm. and fucking loved it. I was all about it. Like yeah. I, so I I feel like that for me. And I don't know if that's, like, a, a, an experience that every child has where they mm-hmm. have, like, one outfit that yeah. they're just like, this is all I'm going to wear, and yes. I'm going to be Batman.
0: Yeah. I think I had one that was – it was not the Blue Ranger one. It was I dressed up as a football player. And not only had I dressed up as a football player, it was for the Washington professional football team <laughs> for some reason because that was the one that was available at, like, the Halloween shop down the street. Like, they didn't have any Eagles ones because, of course – why would they? Everybody bought them all. Yeah. But they had, like, one Washington Breadsticks jersey. <laughs> And a helmet and everything. And I think I wore that for a couple of days. Because I was just like, I feel like a football player now. And later I was like, oh man, why did I wear that? Like, But <laughs> but I, I wore that one for a few days. Did Did either of you, Alex, Rich... I don't remember you wearing a Halloween costume excessively, Alex. Did you ever wear one other than Halloween?
3: I, I definitely... Well, on the on the legless subject, I definitely went in the backyard and shot bow and arrow a bunch. After that one, I don't know if that <laughs> counts as wearing the costume. Um, uh, I did have a Spider Man outfit that I wore for several years after the fact, but more for like if there was ever a context where I needed another costume quickly, that was always easy. Okay. So I did, I do remember I had a Spider Man outfit hanging in my closet through high school, if I remember correctly. <laughs> <laughs>
2: How about you, Rich? Um, I don't think so. My mom was kind of a, uh, a a Grinch or a Scrooge when it came to the day after the holidays so like the day after Halloween our Halloween stuff was down and our costumes were thrown oh, out oh that's lame. the day after Christmas the tree was down and every oh, like oh no. that's yeah. the,
0: that that's more egregious like the Halloween one is not good but like taking down your Christmas stuff yeah, on December 26th keep it up till the epiphany right I think is that, is that the thing I don't know, <laughs> I don't know. like yeah, we what usually if the one epiphany one. happens on uh, on January 2nd and it happens to be the same weekend that the trash people are willing to take my tree, then yes, the epiphany happens <laughs> yeah. then. I
2: think I think that was the one thing like what Christmas it was once the tree is gonna be picked up, that's when yeah. all of like the Christmas stuff had to be out of right. like the main So as it says industry.
0: in the Bible, the epiphany is determined by the, the township of uh the ta- township <laughs> of Haddon Heights or the township of, of Cherry Hill. Yeah. Yes. Um all right. The next question. What is your proudest accomplishment?
1: Having children. Yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna throw that out there and then think of a different one. <laughs> I, I feel like people would get mad if I didn't say it was yeah. the kids. Like, after the kids and get and right. my marriage. Like. Right. Yeah.
0: I think yeah, I was gonna say my wedding is one, but like my my wife and I have talked about this, and like that's just like for us, like we are we were happy that we got married. That was what we wanted to do. But like, it was, I I hesitate to call that an accomplishment. Like, it was just like, this is the next logical step. Like we didn't necessarily like the achievement is that our relationship progressed to that point. It's not like Mm -hmm. we've got the ring and now, you know, the, the local government has our information. Mm -hmm. Um, I would (laughs) say, so I I guess specifically as it relates to the, the getting married, it's like developing as, as a, I would say, becoming a mature enough adult to have that kind of relationship, I guess. Um, and, and then second, of course, is my undefeated season in Madden 16 um, <laughs> with the Dallas Cowboys because my dad oh. likes playing with the Eagles. So I have to pick another team in the division. So I take the Cowboys and the Cowboys have not lost a game in three and a half seasons. <laughs> uh, fake quarterback Riley Anderson uh, has, has led the way. So that, that's my second greatest accomplishment behind the whole, you know, we're married thing.
2: Yeah. <laughs> What about you guys? Uh, I, it's every time I get raving reviews of the food that I cook. boy. Yeah. Like for yeah. jorts, I made the buffalo chicken stromboli and I made the buffalo chicken completely different than I normally mm-hmm. do. I usually put it in a crock pot in, but in hot sauce, just let it cook for forever. Mm-hmm. This time I like chopped it up, marinated it and then grilled the strips and then put them on the strombolia strips and apparently I, – I didn't take any mm-hmm. home. So mm-hmm. <laughs> apparently people love it and it just – for me, I'm like anytime I leave somewhere and there's none of my food left, mm-hmm. that is like the best accomplishment for me.
0: That's awesome. That's a, that's a really good one. It's like that's something – like you put a lot of time and, and effort into mm-hmm. something that you cook and, and that's like – it's a reflection of you personally because you've made like personal choices that go into the recipe and everything like that. Yeah. And so to get somebody to take a bite of it and go, yeah, fucking right. That's, that's a great feeling. Yeah. Alex, what that about you?
3: That's true. And to your point, it's sort of like, there's a different stream, like if you, if you rich, if you make something and give it to somebody, you sort of expect them to go, oh, thanks. This is great. You know, it's like out of politeness people, that's like their reaction. But like the affirmation of just it's all been eaten is like a really unique, like, oh yeah, you know, you did a good job. then. Mm-hmm. So that, that's, yeah. I, I definitely agree with that. Mm-hmm. Um, I would say for me, it's, um, it's gotta be, um, making Eagle Scout. That was a big deal to me. Um, yeah. pr- primarily because that was something I didn't think, um, would have been feasible for me. Like I didn't, I didn't think that I, um, had the, had the capacity to do it really. And, um, especially like the project that I had to do was, um, heavily like, you know, it was construction. It was, we, we built a brick walkway in front of the chapel in my town. And, um, I had no, no prior experience with any of that kind of stuff. So I kind of had to learn it. And be competent enough at it to teach other people how to do what I needed them to do, which was super stressful when I was was 17, you know. But I think that that was the fact that that brick walkway is still there is significant to me, um, and I think that that's something that informs the way that I do my job now because it's like they always tell you you have to write your plan for your project well enough that someone else could pick it up and do it exactly the way you would have done it. And that's something I do every day in the lab because I have to keep a lab notebook. And that's what I tell people that I'm training now I say, write your experiments, write your protocols so that someone else can pick up your notebook and do them the way you do it. Right. Um, and so basically just the, the the ability to do that was um, – was, uh, it's one of those things, you know, like you can accomplish it with scouts or with sports or, you know, whatever your thing is. It's sort of like, oh, I did this thing I didn't think I could do. Mm-hmm. What else can I do that I didn't think I could do, you yeah.
0: know? That's that, that's a great one, especially because it leads to other growth. Like, you, you, like you said, you you realize you could accomplish something with the efforts. As as well, as I, I actually I want to amend the second uh, proudest thing in my life. Um, you know, because I do want to slide one other item just ahead of the Madden thing. Because uh, really, dude, I mean, I'm, I've won like fifty <laughs> straight games. Like, it's incredible. Uh, <laughs> but uh, I a slide one in there. Um, I was really, really proud of the fact that I finished grad school, um, and. Like that was a, that was a thing. Like I could never work. I could not work another, I could not work a day in media for the rest of my life, aside from the award-winning bros a podcast. And I would still be happy that I did that. Cause I had a tangible thing at the end. Like I completed a, a really interesting documentary project at the end of it. Like a, like a podcast documentary that I did. And it was one of those ones where like the time constraints, um, limited what you could do with the project. But even with that, I, I wound up at the end, it wasn't one of those things where I'm like, man, I just, I'm just i glad I finished that. For me, it was like, I have this thing that I did. Like, I had a final project that I did. And I'm proud of the way that turned out. And I'm proud of the fact that I, I, I finished the degree while I was doing my job and everything like that. So uh, it's, a similar, so it's a similar to what Alex said, which is like, if I can handle that, I can probably handle other things. Like, I can probably handle, like, if I could go to work and do school, I can also have a family or something like that. Like, it's it's sort of like what it encourages you to do because like, you did this one thing, all right. What's the next step? Like it encouraged you to take that next step. If it's cooking, like hey, I you know I made this awesome Stromboli, maybe that means I can make you know something else next. Like uh, the next logical step based on based on what you're doing.
2: And I did. From I had made enough dough to have two sets of Stromboli's, to mm. where the next day I was like, I haven't had a calzone in. Three years. Yes. Yeah, I
1: entered the calzone zone. I <laughs> entered the calzone
2: zone, and I made <laughs> to the cow, way to the calzone I, I made, zone. <laughs> I made two calzones and one buffalo chicken stramboli from the leftover buffalo mm-hmm. chicken, and oh man, it was just so good.
0: Yeah, yeah. that's that's amazing. That's delicious.
1: Man. Yeah. So I'm going to I'm gonna actually. So I was gonna think of a different thing, but I I am very I'm very proud of how like I've come into my own as a dad for both Jacob and Alice. Like mm-hmm. with Jacob, it, it is, it has, he is a great kid and so it's been a lot easier than you would assume. But like just picking up that amount of responsibility kind of from nothing, like I was, before I was with Mary, I was living at my parents' house, had a job at Edible Arrangements, like I was n- nowhere. And then I, you know, I bucked up and I, you know, really picked up the slack. And it made me like, and I'm where I am now because of those things. Mm-hmm. And then when Alice was born, like I was so worried about not knowing what I was going to do. And I still have no idea what I'm doing, but like, I'm doing it very confidently. And I think that's, that's an accomplishment in and of itself. Mm-hmm. I'd, but like, as an honorable mention, mm-hmm. the, the podcast, so this podcast, we have been doing it at I mean, the, the award-winning end, bros the award-winning podcast. <laughs> podcast at the end of this session, we will have recorded 48 episodes. Holy
0: fucking Jesus. shit.
1: Which is the most follow through I have ever had mm-hmm. on any creative endeavor I've ever mm-hmm. done by so by mm-hmm. such a wide margin it's no, so nice I agree with that and and like like with your cooking, hearing that anyone listened to it and got something out of it was like I enjoyed the podcast mm-hmm. like we have at least Alex has listened to it <laughs> we have uh. And the, and like a couple other people on Twitter have reached out and been like, "Hey, I mm-hmm. like your podcast." Yeah. and like that's that
0: when, is... when we had people reach out to us and say, "Like we we there was there was one listener, I'll, I'll shout him out, Amanda Lynn. Uh, yeah, uh, I don't know if Amanda Lynn, Lynn is her actual last name, but uh, but but Amanda yeah. who follows us on Twitter, um, we thought that she had some connection to like someone else associated with the show, like a friend of of, of it was Mary's uh, of sister Mary's sister. And and then she's like, "No, I heard about it from someone else." I'm like, "So wait a minute, someone else not only heard about this show, unrelated to anybody that we know, but they told another person again, unrelated to anybody that they knew and they knew about the show. That, that was wild it to is, me." It is
2: Matt. I, I'm gonna break your heart. She what? found out about it from my sister. You? No, no, that's not
1: true. You're not my sister. Okay. <laughs> All right. That's yeah. fine. No, no 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 but the, but i mean even it, even though that is the case it's still that someone like she heard about it and listened to it and enjoyed it yeah yeah and it's it is a i don't know you have to hear about it somewhere and mm-hmm. it's but it's so it it yeah. is hearing that kind of feedback like i listened to it and it was good yeah is very nice to hear yeah,
2: yeah. L- like you've even said it from uh when your brother had told you that he enjoys the podcast my sister said the same thing she enjoys it i'm like I that is a legit compliment from my sister. Oh like, yeah,
1: mm-hmm. when my brother said it because he is he would if if he didn't like it he would just not tell me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because there, there's nothing to be gained from right. lying to me in that moment. Right, right. That's awesome. Man. Yeah, proud man. Everybody be proud of ourselves. Yeah. Pat yes. ourselves on the back. They all right, you. Big old pat on the back. Yeah, thanks Alex for being here for our uh, yeah forty eighth, forty seventh, and forty sixth episodes. Yeah, man. That's
3: <laughs> <laughs> yes, commemorate. <back to> <laughs>
0: the next question. Starbucks or Dunkin? Dunkin. I agree with that. If I'm picking between the two of them, I'm I going Dunkin. I also
1: agree with that.
0: Yeah.
2: Yeah, uh, I've never had regular Starbucks coffee, so It's
1: it's a little bit acidic. It's really bitter, I think. And it's, it's it tastes a little burnt. I don't know. I I haven't had it in a long time. Yeah, it's 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 the the discrepancy in quality if there is any is not worth the difference in price. Right. Yeah. That's like, like, it's like
0: a mar. It's like a marginal difference for paying like twice as much as you'd pay for a dunking. A, yeah, it's a lot
1: like roast. Yeah.
3: <laughs> <laughs> like, for me, at this point, is like getting honestly buying coffee anywhere always just tastes kind of weak to me because I make it super duper strong when I make it at home. So it's kind of like a crapshoot between like which one is the least weak coffee to drink. Yeah. And I don't know. It, it's a it's a little bit tough. Duncan's nice because it's it seems like it's more of an get in, get out type mm-hmm. situation, and less people like writing novels on MacBooks kind of thing, which is not really my scene. L- less but less people uh, stealing Wi-Fi. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean, actually, <laughs> funny you mention that. I have definitely gone to Duncan on 40th Street specifically to steal Wi-Fi when <laughs> it's been out of my out of my apartment. It's fine. <laughs> so maybe not. Not the best example for me, but yeah, I don't know. I like Dunkin' Donuts plus the uh, you know, the presence of donuts is always appealing.
2: Yeah, I'm sure Tim That's could true. have found a 24 hour Dunkin that he could have taken their Wi <laughs> Fi. Yeah, if he really wanted to do this show,
0: uh, <laughs> <laughs> he could have he showed it to a Dunkin'. Uh, no, I agree. Like, I, I the, the difference in quality in coffee. Like, I just want freaking coffee. Like, uh, it's yeah. for me, coffee tasting good is not like I don't want it to taste like shit, but I also don't need it to taste like fucking amazing. Like, yeah. I, I, I just need it. To, it's a it's a conduit for caffeine for me, uh, and so I drink it. I just a normal cup of coffee is fine, and if I get a donut, great. And that's the other thing is like there's a little less. Um, I guess it's oh, I, I don't know. If I think of the right word, but like it's it's a little less for me to just go in and ask for like a double chocolate donut than it is for me to go and like oh, I'll have like you know a croissant, like like, to get like real floofy with it. Yeah.
1: And there's a little bit less pretension at Dunkin' Donuts. (laughs) Exactly.
0: It's it's, it's a little bit less. Yeah. And
1: I I think it is truly a lot like the Rosés where I don't have a sophisticated enough palate to be like picking out the differences in the coffees. As long as it tastes okay, I will drink it. Yeah. Yeah. I can get pretty much the same coffee at either place. Right.
3: Which, I should say, I, I don't have a problem with Starbucks at all. I think it's great, too. But I, I, yes. just, I think if, if there's two of them sitting right next to each other, which there are on, uh, <laughs> on Walnut Street, um, I would probably walk into to Dunkin' before I would
1: go into, uh, into Starbucks. Yeah. Sure, you, get,
0: like, you get basically the same thing at Dunkin' or the, the equivalent of yeah. what you would get at Starbucks for about half as much.
1: Yeah. Sure. Unless I need to sit somewhere. Because there have been times when I've gone into the city for interviews, mm-hmm. and I would rather go in and sit in a Starbucks than go in and sit in a Dunkin' Donuts. Mm-hmm. So I think I'm pa- you're paying for the ambiance, too. It's just like a little bit, like it's less like a sure. cafeteria. Sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, But generally, it's always going to be Dunkin' Donuts.
0: Rich, do you have any final thoughts on the Dunkin' Starbucks debate? America runs on Dunkin'. It's true. It's very true. Very true. <laughs> <laughs> I, it's a it's, it's scientific fact been proven over and over again. Many people saying it. You're hearing it more and more. Uh, the next question: Which of you is most organized?
3: That's absolutely me. <laughs> <laughs> I, I yes, I agree with this.
0: Uh-huh.
2: I, yeah, <laughs> yeah. <no>. Moving on. <laughs>
0: so, so, uh, so Alex, this is this is something that I I, I genuinely envy you because you you are very you are very very organized and you are you very few things surprise you. As as I, I, I because because you typically have such a plan together for like how you allot the time in your day, um, I, I guess I'll, I'll ask you, why.
3: <laughs> <laughs> I um I I have had a lifelong case of obsessive compulsive disorder that, and this is one of the few ancillary benefits of that. <laughs> um, I just I get really uncomfortable not knowing where everything is, not having everything like in a particular like not. Like, you look around my apartment, as you can see on the video here, the, the listeners can't. It's yes. not very big, and I like it that way because I know where all my shit is, mm-hmm. you know? And I don't have anything that I can't manage. Like, it's all right here. And it's sort of the same thing with a schedule. Like, I have a like a big desk calendar mm-hmm. that sits on top of my dresser because I have to see it every morning. And there's a, big, there's a physical image of what my calendar looks like for the whole month. And that makes me more comfortable because I know, okay, there's nothing that's going to – like you said, nothing's going to surprise me. Because I just wrote it down, you know? So it's just something that makes me a lot more comfortable. And I think I've sort of evolved into it over the years. I wasn't always like that. I used to be a real slob, but uh, I just really like it. And uh, people at work kind of like make fun of me for it, but hey, eh, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
0: yeah, but you, you know, you're there from exactly six Oh one until seven fifty eight, And you only have to yeah. deal with them for that brick of time. Yeah, um, and, and the thing about it is like, you also have a remarkable amount of, of self-discipline when it comes to this kind of stuff, because I like, I've done that before. Like I'll, I'll, you know, I'll do the, the counterproductive thing of being at my job and coming up with a schedule of what I'm gonna do for the rest of the day and then just go like or I could just take lunch at twelve thirty and, <laughs> <laughs> and leave it and get back at one thirty and you know, if we have you know, maybe I'll get back just in time for a meeting or something. <laughs>
3: Well, it's interesting that you you, call it discipline because to me it's more like and I I I hesitate to even go too much detail about this because I don't want to sound like I'm patting myself on the back at at all. Mm -hmm. It's to me you are jerking
0: off on camera though to the idea of a calendar.
3: (laughs) You didn't have to bring that up. uh, (laughs) Theater
0: of the mind. Sorry.
3: Sean's the one with the multiple dicks here. uh, but to me, it's like I'm so bothered by the notion of something being out of place, you know, like like procrastination. I, I, I procrastinate sometimes, but like it, I'm so like the the knowledge that things there that I'm putting off is like the telltale heart to me, you know, mm-hmm. or that's something I haven't done properly or something's undone, something's askew. Like those are things that weigh really heavily on my mind. And it, 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 it on the negative side of it, it takes me out of being in the present a lot because I'm worried about something that happened three years ago or something that I haven't fixed yet. But then the, the upside of it is I can't forget things sometimes because I'm so compulsively like I can't forget this because it's going to bother me to death and I'm going to mm-hmm. have nightmares about it, you know. So mm-hmm. it's kind of double-edged sword, I suppose, as a lot of things are in life.
0: Which one of us is the least organized?
2: It's a tie between me and you, Matt. The t-
0: hold on ooh, wait a minute <laughs> hold on know. why do you say
1: it's a tie what yeah why and also why am i not in there yeah <laughs> <laughs> wait wait I, I not, that I, I, not that i'm saying i should be but like
2: i know i know you are um not super organized but you have mary that makes you organized okay. so and I'm jenna not organized,
1: is but i have someone who's on me all the time so i think <laughs> it seems like Richie, you're the least organized because you don't have someone to help you. Yep. yep. Yeah, I mean... <laughs> Done.
2: It is, true. <laughs> it is true. When I, uh, for Friday before the Friday, the the second, the day before my birthday, I was like, I'm going to have people over, I'm going to do this, that, and all this other stuff, and mm-hmm. leading up to it, I'm like, I need to clean, I need to do this, and I want to pre-make some of the stuff for jorts so I don't have to do it all mm-hmm. day that... None of that happened. No, it, it was yeah. I was running around like a chicken with his head cut off, cooking the Stromboli's mm. and the tomato pie from about ten o'clock until six thirty-five, mm. mm-hmm. and then I had to come over yep. here for the party. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah no, I'm um, not
0: going to claim to be the most organized person, but I want to show you something real quick. Uh, the listeners obviously can't see this, but what this is is a shopping list that's labeled Tim. And this is stuff that I'm buying for Tim's bachelor party from Wegmans. I made this list in February. <laughs> I don't want to hear shit about how I'm tied with anybody for organization.
3: I'm not on Alex's level, yeah. but I am not on, no. I am not tied with shit. Yeah, with I think Matt, Matt is
1: more organized. If special, like If there's like
3: a specialty to organization, like may, may, maybe like not in terms of like, you know, having like, you know, a organized desk or something, but like. You know, in terms of being the person who's organized basically every social event I've been to for the last decade, I mean that's a that's a type of organization. Respect on my name. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah. I
0: would. I would. No, I'm not. I'm not here. This is not the blow smoke up Kaz's ass uh, segment of the
1: show. But, uh, but yeah, yeah, yeah. definitely. Matt is more organized than I am. But I know. I and it's fine. It's just it's who I am. That's not my brand. Hmm. I. But I. But I do get to a point where disorganization will. Cause me to not be able to function, but it's always random shit. Like Mary's like, we'll have a, um, we'll have a party at our house and Mary will be like, we need to clean the kitchen. I'm like, okay. But then I notice that the bread box is really messy. And I'm like, I cannot clean the kitchen until the bread box situation is fixed. Yes. And so it's, it's, I'm really organized in, in a very, in very like, uh, very specific ways, but it, it's detrimental to like, like there are big, when there are bigger, I'm, I'm a, Miss the forest for the trees, kind of guy. When mm-hmm. it comes to being organized, a lot.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I see that.
2: I can, I can like make things organized and set everything up, but then within a day, it's all out of place again, mm-hmm. and I'm opening up all my kitchen drawers to find the one of the thirty five whisks that I have. Mm-hmm.
0: And only forty five seems a lot. <laughs> I think there's there's levels. There's there's pristine organization. There is organized for you. Like, you know where everything is, and it is in your own system. And then there is complete disorganization. Yeah. I think those are like the, sort Can, of the three benchmarks.
2: Yeah. Can we throw organized chaos somewhere in there? Uh, I think chaotic more... neutral? Yeah, <laughs>
0: basically. All right. All right.
1: Yeah.
0: All right. The next question is submitted by listener Brian Everett. On an earlier show, y'all talked about how much money it would take for you to quit your job. Some of you gave numbers, but also said you'd need to find a new thing to do so my question is, especially if you've got a retired parent parent excuse me, are you fearful slash not a fan of retirement? let's get this out of the way. I am not afraid of retirement <laughs> I am ready like listen if i I would be ready to retire tomorrow if my 401 k allowed it <laughs> it is certainly not a fear um
2: well i like I think what we meant when we answered that question initially was more of not like I need something to do work wise. It was more of, I'm not going to sit at home all day. And when I think about retirement, I think about at least for uh, the 10 years from 85 to 95, because that's what retirement age will be for us. Um, I think about like maybe traveling or going and seeing things more so than just sitting around and work and doing nothing.
0: Yeah. And at that point by, by retirement age, you have developed relationships or you've grown a family. You have kids or grandkids yeah. or you have friends or something like that. Like you have other stuff that you develop that you want to tend to. It's like, you know what? I've worked for 40, 50 years, however long it's been. This is the payoff is that I'm just going to tend to these relationships now for the, the last couple of years of my life. Yeah. Um, when, you're, when you're 30 and you get enough money to retire on, then it becomes – well, I'm going to spend the next 40, 50 years doing her. Huh? Yeah. And, and, and that's yeah. a little scary.
1: Yeah, and I think that, yeah, that's that's the difference is that at retirement age, I don't, I think sitting at home for a mm-hmm. while wouldn't kill me. I'm sitting at home now every single day because I'm on paternity leave. Mm-hmm. And it is, it can be very difficult just because it's like i you have to find a reason to be doing anything Mm -hmm. because it would be very easy to just sit down watch you know whatever the veronica mars reboot yeah and then hold alice and then watch more veronica Mars, and it's like really Mm -hmm. easy to get into a really bad place but Mm -hmm. like so like now i need stuff to do but when i am old and i've done everything like my family is in order and all that stuff, mm-hmm. I can definitely, I can see myself just sitting down and being chill and being happy when people come over and that's good enough. And watching yeah. the reboot of The, the Reboot, reboot of, of The Reboot. reboot. Yeah, murder oh, yeah, <laughs> she wrote starring Veronica Morris.
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> so Alex, you were not, obviously you weren't on the show when this happened, but do you have any... Concerns or fear about retirement, or like like having a purpose at that point in your life, or or if you'd want a ton of money, would you worry about like what you were going to do on a day to day basis?
3: Yeah, um, I mean, honestly, I can't speak to how I'll feel when I get older because I mean, you know, I don't feel the same way now as I did ten years ago, so I imagine I'll feel different at you know thirty six as I do with twenty six. Sure. But currently, um I, I my self worth is tied almost entirely to productivity, so the idea of not having a job is catastrophic to me like I couldn't mm. imagine doing that like I, I need to be occupied most of the time because I, I anytime that I allow myself some a, a certain amount of leeway in, in in terms of like not even necessarily being out of work out a job almost always otherwise I get you know oh, you're you know lazy sack of shit you got to start doing something you don't no. have to be doing something you know and, uh, so that's, I think for me, I don't think I would want to retire. Um, I think it would be more like if I retired from a job, I might start like doing one of those things where you're like a long-term volunteer or something like that for like have that for humanity. That, that sounds appealing to me, but I don't think I want to get to a point where I don't have something that I have to do every day. You know,
0: I was going to say, I could see you like getting to retirement age, being at a point where you comfortably quit your job, but like, you know, finding a charity or a nonprofit and just like being there for for like six hours a day or something
3: and I don't even say that so much exclusively out of like an altruistic motivation or anything like that it's it is to a certain extent I think it's unhealthy for someone of my mindset to not have an obligation Mm -hmm. like even like you know we've been on uh like vacations and stuff like family vacations Matt you and I growing up and like I I struggle to get to that place where it's like we're just sitting on the beach right Mm -hmm. now and I'm not in the house doing the dishes you know it's it's just a weird uh, it's a weird mindset and it's not even uh, it's, it's not meant to be like a, like a humble brag or something mm-hmm. like that. It's just a. It's Sounds just like a the humble brag.
0: I'm <laughs> you write it down, humble brag. Now, Alex, you're bragging about how he doesn't stop working. No, uh, no, yeah, no I, no, I can see that. I can see that for sure. And I think like having purpose is really like a, a crucial thing in life. Like thinking that the thing that you are doing on a daily basis has some contribution to either society or your family even if it's like you're working a job that you don't like it's like okay but this is contributing to my family who I love uh or this is contributing to my well-being and I care about my well-being so yeah. even if it's not something that's directly like I'm working for uh you know some nonprofit in the city and they work with at-risk youth and I love that part of it but if you find like the 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 meaning in those less than ideal job circumstances then it's still like okay i have a purpose at that point right and if you're doing nothing then it's like i'm literally not contributing to anything and i think that's a problem for uh, the, the four of us i think this is a problem because i think we're both we're all pretty you know we're, we're all pretty uh like not not necessarily productivity oriented like it's just like we need to be contributing to something in order for us to be to mm-hmm. f- feel fulfilled
1: yeah. yeah yeah
0: there you go boom yeah
1: i think i get to in in my own head when i'm not actively doing something, working towards something right and then i'm that's i mean not that you know it's just like that's not a good headspace to be in yeah to be so into yourself to be like that. Eh.
0: i've definitely run into that like to, to mention the grad school thing after i finished school i got married i had the yeah, you know I've, I've, I've looked at jobs periodically but i've always been like Sigh. i'm not like moving anywhere like i'm not going up like, i'm not doing anything like what am i doing like mm-hmm. it's just like sort of a weird like you're just tapping your foot waiting for the next thing to happen and you don't know how like what the next move to make is yep yeah can you believe Alex Humble bragged about the like the working thing, like, having to do dishes? <laughs> Jesus.
1: <laughs> oh, hey, oh, sorry.
0: I thought you got lost. <laughs> uh, if you could add anybody to Mount Rushmore, who would it be and why? I
1: don't know. Mount Rushmore is kind of – it's not great right now. It's not <laughs> – No. Nah.
0: All right. So, so let's, let's – quick quiz. Who is on Mount Rushmore?
1: Washington.
3: Uh, I think it's Jackson, Washington. Ben Franklin and
1: uh is it Lincoln? I don't. For some reason,
0: I had like I Teddy think, Roosevelt. In I think my Teddy Roosevelt's I think on there. Roosevelt, because and, I think
1: he commissioned it.
0: Was uh, was that okay? Oh, he was like friends with Washington. Is up there. I think Lincoln is up there. Was it
1: Andrew? Was Andrew I, Jackson I really on Mount Rushmore? I think it's Jefferson. Jefferson. That sounds I, about I think right. It's Washington, Lincoln, Jefferson, and Roosevelt. Okay, D-ler, I think. Where so, is Mount Rushmore? It's in North
0: North Dakota, or South Dakota, North Dakota. I think it's North Dakota. Uh, nope, I'm wrong. It's South Dakota. Uh, uh, since did you sa-
2: know that the all the rocks underneath the faces? They they weren't
1: there on purpose. They were there because they ran out of money. Yeah, hmm. so they just didn't clean them up. Yeah, and it was also a sacred. It was also the also the mountain was sacred to the native people. Yeah. <laughs> <Ooh>. <laughs> yeah. What, what could we,
0: what could be what could be better than taking the sacred land and nailing four white guys <laughs> into the rock? <laughs> like,
2: don't don't clean be up after when you're done.
0: <laughs> just sweep it up. There's, There's also a se-
4: monument to the Founding Fathers. Yeah, because that's what the
0: Founding Fathers would have wanted. <laughs> There's also a sewage facility running yeah. underneath it. Uh, the four heads are, in fact, Washington, Jefferson, uh, Teddy Roosevelt, and Abraham Lincoln. I know, was two
3: or three out of those, I think. Yeah.
0: I think. We all got about three or four. Yeah,
1: it was a we group got, effort. We group effort we, group effort. we nailed
0: it. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody said, like, Miller Fillmore. <laughs> that's all I was hoping yeah. for. Nobody was going, like... Uh, it was- Alan Greenspan's (laughs) on the Mount Rushmore. It's awesome. Great things for our country. All right. uh, So who would you add to Mount Rushmore? Um,
3: (laughs) Chester Arthur. Chester Arthur <laughs>
0: <What? laughs> alright no I'm not letting that go why would you put Chester <laughs> Arthur on the Mount Rushmore
3: you know the sign that landmark piece of legislation the Chinese Exclusion Act I thought that was pretty oh funny. that one yeah <laughs> that's great
0: yeah Dude, Ch- it was, it was piss me off when people go like
3: oh Trump's exactly like Hitler I'm like nah he's quite a bit like Chester Arthur though <laughs> 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 not you know.
0: wrong not wrong uh,
3: <laughs> FDR who had concentration camps on US soil but you know I don't know he's totally like Hitler that's one. Cool. <laughs> So,
0: it so so it sounds like you're adding Trump to Mount Rushmore. Is that what you're saying? Exactly That's what right. I'm getting to. All right, good, 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 good. Uh, all right, we don't have. The, let's let's. We, you don't have to make it a political figure.
1: It'd be it'd be Taft, just so he takes the rest of the mountain. <laughs> it just t- crumbles. <laughs>
0: it'd be William Henry Harrison, but it crumbles at like a month after you put it up there. Um, ha, huh, boy, this is interesting. Yeah.
2: 2017,
0: 2018. Uh, Alex, what did you say?
2: (laughs)
3: I'll go Andrew WK.
0: He party his way up there. It's the power of partying. Partying. Yeah. Motherfucking partying.
2: We need need 2017, 2018 season MVP Nick Foles. Oh, man.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Now, would you put Nick Foles or would you put his dick... And if you put his dick, would you then have to knock down the other three <laughs> heads to make room for it?
1: Indeed. All of the above. It would go okay, right good. through like an arrow. <laughs> <laughs> like
0: one of those arrowheads. It would
1: go through all their ears.
0: And yeah. then you modify their eyes go, <laughs> you know,
3: like one of those Steve Martin arrowhead things? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Tim Allen in Jungle of <laughs> Jungle. Like, pew!
0: <laughs> dick fall. <laughs> dick, dick, dick. Uh, All right. (laughs) Um, So, Nick Foles is a good one. We have Andrew WK. Hmm. Sean, do you have a pick?
1: I don't. Do you have one? Oh,
0: boy. As far as, like, an American figure, Nick Foles is a really good pick. (laughs) Um, And Andrew WK is also a good pick. Um, See, I could... Yeah, like, you could put, like, an Oprah up there, but, like, I, I... if I'm putting somebody on Mount Rushmore, it's got to be somebody who I've like I got a strong affinity with, and it doesn't just have to be like, oh, it's Oprah because Oprah's incredible, you know, something like that. I. <laughs> All right, what did you show, Sean? <laughs> Sean, Richie just showed something on Sean <laughs> something on his phone. We're gonna up. <laughs> we're gonna put Naruto.
1: <laughs>
2: Naruto. <laughs> that was the first thing that came to mind when they said when that question came. Up, I was like, "Oh, fucking Naruto!
1: I <laughs> put Naruto
2: up there. <laughs> the anime, and then yeah, just then you scrap it's... that for Nick Foles because <laughs> mm-hmm. in in the show they have the f- the heads mm-hmm. of all of the uh, Hokage, the the leaders of the town in the mountain. Okay. So the first thing is like. Give Naruto his fucking glory, guys. (laughs) Um,
0: you know what? I'm gonna put Guy Fieri up there. (laughs) And I'm gonna put Guy Fieri up there, because... On the outside, he has the personification of the stuff that people think is wrong with America. It's like the fucking flame jacket. He puts grease on everything. Everything's just bacon and all that. But every story you hear about him is always like there was a wildfire in California and he sets up a kitchen immediately. Gets no profit from it. He is not promoting it, but people find him on Twitter and and promote his work. Like he is a genuinely good dude that gets shit on because he's Guy Fieri and he drives around with the shades on and everything <laughs> like that. Yeah, like yeah, I
3: hear good things about him.
0: Yeah, he's he's a nice dude, but and he makes good food. That's it's the American flavor, which is just you know bacon and cars yeah. and you know. But that's that's fine. Like that, that's quintessentially American to me.
2: So in Guy Fieri's head. Is do you need to ride an elevator in a, an old Chevrolet to go up to go to Flavortown, USA? <laughs> no, we were going we're in leave. Guy
0: Fieri's head. Flavortown is everywhere. Yes, yeah, yes. Yeah.
1: I can't. I cannot support that enough. <laughs> <laughs> I was I really can, worried you'd be like, "Fuck you." No, man. <laughs> I'm. I'm 100 on board. I was yeah. going to say Beyonce or something, but like honestly, Beyonce's is really good. Guy Fieri. Okay, yeah. that guy. Because I I completely agree. He is such an unsung hero. Mm-hmm. Just like he's just quietly getting shit on all the time mm. and just li- and like living his best life, making apparently good wine mm-hmm. and and just helping out people in need. I mean, mm-hmm. and then taking everyone to Flavortown. <laughs> his, his, his restaurants might be garbage, but like whatever, who cares? Yeah, he's I've never not... been to a Guy Fiatty restaurant, but I, I don't need to. Yeah, he's not what Mario Batalli was assaulting people, so it's like, you <laughs> know, like. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah, like like it's like great. You could be a, an artisan chef and be a complete shithead. Yeah, but where you go to, you know, Guy Fieri's American Bar and Grill and get yeah. good, pretty good food. I would assume. Yeah, uh, and I, yes.
1: yeah, I, ideally it would probably be a person of color or something. Maybe a native, a, a, like a you know, right. a native person. But, yeah, this is but, this is my personal experience. But Guy Fieri so. is such a good <laughs> answer. I'm I'm
0: going to agree. I'll, Guy Fieri, I'll but not Guy Fieri. <laughs> The last question. Are you friends with your exes? The answer is no. <laughs> <laughs> Alex, I believe, has answered already. So we're moving on. Um, I, I am not friends with my exes. No. Not a one.
2: I mean, technically, we never officially dated. So we're not technically exes, and I'm still friends with them. So... hey.
0: So, So no. no. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Sean, are you friends with any of your exes? Yes. Yes.
3: Emphatically so.
1: Uh Two of my exes went to my wedding.
0: Oh, okay. Yeah.
1: Nice. I'm still friends with them. We dated a long time. We dated when I was in high school. One Mm. of them uh, we dated for like a couple weeks and then I was mean to them in college. But like, uh, and the other one... Sim- similarly we dated for a while in high school and then i was mean to them in college mm-hmm. but we're friends again we rekindled the. that's really good and uh yeah and it's i i you know i love them both mm-hmm. um and yeah i there are definitely some of my exes that i am no longer friends with mm-hmm. but uh but i i i tend to think that for for those two specifically we just like in in the relationship just grew apart and mm-hmm. You know, what are you gonna do? And and uh, one of my exes, uh, just she had her first kid. Uh, I think a week after mine. Congrats to Sean's ex. Yeah, and we were, <laughs> uh, and we hung out with her. Mary, nice, Mary and I. Mazel
0: tough. Yeah, that's great. Right. I th- I think for me the the ex thing is like I'm not friends with them, and it's it's usually either one of two reasons. One is it was like you know I was very young, we were both very young, and we just eventually grew apart as people Mm -hmm. so it wasn't just oh we you know we broke up because one of us did something stupid or something like that it was like we were just the relationship would run its course and also we became different people because we started dating at x age and now by the time we're now at this age we're just so different that it just you know there's no there's no common ground there there's no reason to continue to be friends um or you know just you know normal x stuff (laughs) I
1: i think you have to wait the same amount of time that you were in a relationship for like so i dated my one my one ex for 3 years mm-hmm. and then we didn't talk for longer than that and mm-hmm. i think you have to let that like let that time pass like mm-hmm. an amount of time about equal to how long you were together because you need there's a lot of mm-hmm. baggage that you need to unpack right and sure. then and then sometimes they just suck yeah 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 cuz alex and i <laughs> we share let's ex. just let's just do it now <laughs> let's just do all it right, now so sean
0: so sean and alex do, do share one x and uh yeah yeah
1: and we don't talk anymore <laughs> sean and alex sean Alex are talk. not talking anymore no, no. at all at all
2: don't
3: no. laugh. <laughs> no, uh, yeah but that's a good the um because I should say that uh, apart from the aforementioned, um, I, I think there are a couple of people I dated who I like if I bumped into them today, we could still have a conversation It would be totally fine. Mm-hmm. It's just, you know, you I don't talk to them the same way that I don't talk to a lot of people from high school. You know, what mm-hmm. I mean, it's mm-hmm. not so much that we we have like an acrimony between us. It's more that just we just don't see each other. You know, it's that that relationship isn't there. Mm-hmm. Um, but then there are definitely some cases where it's like, it just, there was a definite reason that it ended and that hasn't changed. So it just, it wouldn't make sense to pursue a friendship, you know? Right. Yes.
0: Right. No, that makes it. Yeah. It's, it's a natural growth out of just like, you know, moving on yeah. from a certain type of person. Yeah. Yeah, sure. makes sense. Um, I'll also say that I also don't talk to Sean and Alex's ex anymore, uh, and no, and and no amount of Jack Daniels can cure that. <clears throat> anyway, uh, any other any other thoughts on this? Man, subject? that was brutal. Uh,
3: that was a weird day. <laughs> it's
0: like a confluence of a lot. It was a uh, it was like the Seinfeld episode. It was like it was like Independent George and like like Relationship George. It was like all the worlds combining at once. It's like. I can't do this. <laughs>
4: yep. Oh, Good man. stuff.
0: Good stuff. Uh, so those are all the questions that we have for this yeah. week's episode. So, Rich, you and I both have things that we could talk about. Yeah. Do you want to go?
2: You know what? Yeah, I'll go. Okay. Let's get it on. All right. Um. Mm-hmm. So n- no music. No.
0: Oh, hold on. <laughs> uh, no, no. I, d- I definitely have music for you. Uh. So, Rich, of course, your 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 show is it's not it's 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 not just any show. It's The Sweeten Show. Alright, this song's seven minutes long, so you gotta <laughs> actually
3: talk. Is that, is that Dragon Force? Of course it is. Let's <laughs> yeah, like...
2: the
1: fire in the fucking flames. No, man. it's not. It's Fury not. No, the it, storm. Is, it is Fury <laughs> of the Storm. It's not. I, know, I only uh... know one... Dragonforce force song and i know that's not it but they have such a specific sound <laughs>
2: uh all right so as my head unrattles as i just got done headbanging um i have a i have a lot of things that have been on my mind recently i've been in some situations that have made me absolutely uncomfortable i've actually kind of taken and i'm sure some of the listeners and and fans may know uh, the the social medias haven't been all that great with the show because i've kind of tried to take a step back from them because social media has been driving me nuts. And then we are recording a week after, and hopefully none of this stuff for trigger warnings. But I'll film it. we're recording a week after the shootings from uh, from the two days, the two, the two shootings in the Dayton one and day. El Paso. Yeah, yeah, I'm sorry, I I couldn't remember them. Yeah. um, I've had a lot. Of- I
0: did, that, that that's really that all needs to be said about that. It's like, I can't yeah. remember which city it was yeah. that we had this terrible shooting.
2: Yeah, but I. I, I've I've had things I've wanted to write talking about seeing people complain about like they're taking my guns and whatnot on social media, but then I've seen other things where I've been in these uncomfortable situations I want to like call them out, but I know I was gonna alienate people if I did that. So instead I'm taking this moment here to let you guys know Matt, Alex, Sean, I fucking love you guys. <laughs> oh god. I- Oh, thank you. The the world is a messed up fucking place. (laughs) It's going to piss you off. It's going to run you down. Tim, as well. I love you too. All the fans, all the listeners. Like, I'm one of those guys that, like, I still whisper, I love you, to my mom when I'm leaving her. Because it's not something that, like, I am fully comfortable saying. But with all the crazy, stupid shit that's going in this world lately and the climate change and all this other bullshit, make sure that you're telling the people that you love that you love them because you never know what's going to happen today tomorrow or in five minutes like it's just Mm -hmm. i i wanted to get on my soapbox and i want i had things that i wanted to just vent about but i wanted to say this as well there's an element
0: of positivity that you have to have when it comes to this thing that's yeah yeah, it's a beautiful sentiment i love you rich you're you've been a great friend like like, seriously uh, to to each of you uh i I, truly i truly love
1: yeah all three of you like, listen, and Tim, you know, everybody, it, anybody who's not here even. This is yeah. the thing.
0: Like, like we, we've like, we're very fortunate. We like that. We, we, the, 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 lot of us have, have cultivated a, a very nice group of people that, that we, that we associate with, whether it's all people that we all know or people that only a few of us know. And I mean, Rich, I know you through, through Vince who I've known forever. Yeah. Um, in, in spite of Vince's crippling addiction to Mountain Dew Code Red, <laughs> uh, I, I, I genuinely love him and, and I love you. Sean, I've known you since college. We, we've we've gone through so many life changes together, and it's yeah. I, you you mentioned before. Um, I was actually <laughs> when you um, when you were talking about um, the the pride that you took in you know raising your children. Um, I was pouring another glass of wine with the intention of saying that I am genuinely proud of you as well, um, because this is what th- this is what you do when you're a, a male who lives in Philadelphia and you're 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 not particularly comfortable with with uh, intimate emotion with other men is you're like you have to just keep drinking and then <laughs> yeah. that's when you, you get <laughs> when you I express that. Um, but I, I, I'm genuinely having known you for as long as I have, I'm i genuinely really proud of you for for the for mm-hmm. the way you've raised. Jake uh, for, for the time that you've been in his life and the time that you've raised Alice and, and the, the effort and the, the love that you put into that. I, I the, the, it's really touching. Mm-hmm. Um, and Alex, you're fine. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, it's, you're my, You're my best friend. And I love you, man.
3: Hey man. And I, I think that's a great thing that I love you too. I love all of you. And I think that Richie brings up a great point in that, um, not to take it too too uh, depressing of a direction, but I, I was struck by this when our grandfather died, uh, pop, my, my Jack Casnell, Pop Casnell, or Pop McKay, actually, both of them, really, but uh, Pop McKay was first. Um, I was struck, like, overwhelmed by this feeling of all these things I wish I had said before he was gone, yeah. and um, that was one of the few positive things you can glean from the experience of losing a loved one was the realization of, like, okay, while I have all these other people in my life, friends, family, whatever, that I want to say nice things to and express these feelings to them, you still have the opportunity to do that. 100%. And to go, moving forward, like times where I look back on like when other people have passed, uh, you know, I remember like my, uh, you know, my my trombone teacher even like from high school was a real big influence on me. And he was a mentor to a, a lot of his students. And um, I remember when I graduated, I wrote him a letter just thanking him, saying what a, you know, what a role model he was to me. And when he passed, I remember thinking, like, I was really glad that I had done that, you know, just because it made me think that, like, I didn't have a chance to say goodbye to him. You know, it was mm-hmm. when I was at college, but I was, and then they ended up taking a little piece of the letter that I wrote for him and, and reading it as part of his, like, his, his prayer service, basically. Oh, that's yeah, beautiful. When he, when he passed, you know. And so, I mean, that meant a lot to me, and that was, it, you know, to do Richie's point, you know, you take the opportunities to tell people how you feel, even if it's just saying, you know, you like somebody's glasses or something like mm-hmm. that. You know, it can make somebody's day. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah.
0: Rich, I like mm-hmm. your glasses. Oh, thanks, Yeah, You got yeah. beautiful yeah. glasses, guys. Lovely. Your glasses are great too. Sean. Thank you. Yeah. 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 No, that, that, that's that's a really beautiful point to make, Rich. Like yeah. especially yeah. in light of the the, the really and, shitty stuff that has happened. In the and last that couple
1: was weeks. that was one of the reasons why I wanted to do the podcast initially. Like when I brought it up to you guys, um, it was about like it was just about like making giving us a chance to get together and also like the kind of drunk that I get off of wine is like a more touchy-feely drunk where, I, where I'm like, mm-hmm. we would be more comfortable being vulnerable yeah. and telling each other that we care about each other because that's really important uh, in, in, in cultivating relationships, just being like honest and being like, hey, you know, I care about you, mm-hmm. our relationship all for all three of you and Tim, mm-hmm. it means, and Vince and Becky, all of them, it means a lot to me. And, and especially when... I know I'm not super great about like reaching out and being super available all the time just because you know stuff happens and just having this kind of touchstone to be like Mm -hmm. for real guys it matters that we're yeah we we, and I know I've been trying to I've been actively because my parents never said they love me not because they didn't just because that's not who we are as people Mm -hmm. but I make sure I tell Jake that I love him because like he needs you need to hear it
0: yeah yeah And I don't. It can't just be assumed. Yeah, like that that kind of thing, and and specifically the social aspect of it. It is so easy to be alone Mm -hmm. these days, whether it's because you can sit at home and have unlimited access to movies, TV, music, what have you, Um, and you can have food delivered right to your house. You can do all the shopping for yourself and and cook at home or something like that. It is so easy to be an island, and it is also very a a very hollow feeling. Like it's it's something where you don't realize, like you you can say, "Oh, it's easy. I can just do all this on my own." Um, and you and you don't realize that you're not getting a fulfillment in your life unless you're getting, unless you're you're being social, unless you're talking with friends, unless you're having that human connection. Because even if it's just about bullshit. Like, mm-hmm. if we come on this show, or the, the the lot of us hang out, and if we want to talk about politics, if we want to talk about major life changes, if we just want to talk about the Eagles, if we want to talk about exactly how many dicks Sean has, because it's a lot. Like, Jesus <laughs> Christ. Jesus, exorbitant <laughs> amount. But, like, it, just having that connection, like, thinking about it to yourself or watching it on TV is not the same as, as, as having the neurons fire in your brain you know, or having the the endocrine or the the um, the endorphin rush that happens when you 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 engage with somebody socially, yeah, it's yeah. it's it's very different.
2: And, and like it's even to a point where like when I go to Sean's on most Tuesdays, there there could be a time where it's like maybe twenty minutes or so we're mm-hmm. we're all just sitting there on our phones not talking. But I constantly, I'm like, this is nice, just to be in a room with somebody. Yeah, yeah, just to hang
1: out. out, just hanging out and not doing anything. You're you know? doing your own thing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And it's nice. Yeah, yeah, but but we are comfortable. Mm-hmm. Like we yeah. don't have to fill that silence all the time. Exactly. And I mean, if if you're listening to this and you don't have people near you who you feel like you can talk to, the internet, for all of its, all the mistakes that I think mm-hmm. it has wrought yeah. upon us, sure, it is a great place. Yeah. And it's it is honestly it is. I, I it's a lot easier sometimes to talk about your feelings via text or via you know a chat. Yeah, just yeah. because then you don't because it is sometimes hard. It's, it's like, facilitated human to, like, connection. Yeah, and it's hard sometimes. It's hard to like look someone and be like I love you. I love mm-hmm. you. Yeah, My, Alex can't see me, but I look. Like, I love you, I love <laughs> you. Yeah, say
0: like, like all side eye connections except for Alex. Cause... No, no, no. <laughs> um, yeah. That's really good. A- a- any any final thoughts?
1: No, that's that's
2: it. Just make sure you tell people that you love them because very nice take. Yeah,
0: Yeah. excellent take. Um, Very, very touching, very heartfelt. This has been the sweet show. All right, Uh,
2: I fucking love that band. I want (laughs) to. They're making
1: a new album. I cannot wait. Yeah, that wouldn't go on Alice's playlist.
0: Oh, uh, is it too melodic?
1: Yeah, it's not bassy enough. Yeah, yeah,
0: not enough dirge. Yeah,
2: (laughs) later, later, uh, uh, later um, albums might be good. Okay. Okay. Yeah,
0: they finally, they finally did a song that wasn't like double time drums
2: uh no it's still double <laughs> okay fine <laughs>
0: uh rich where, where can people find your dragon force takes on twitter
2: at me underscore walnuts
0: uh sean where can they find your dragon force takes on twitter
2: at hey it's sob
0: alex where can people find you uh walking home from your job
3: you know what, you uh how about this um i i think the blue rooms album is still on itunes go, go it sure up. is
2: it, it's on google uh google music so mm-hmm.
3: Yeah, that's, that's as much social media as I got. I used to do social media for the band. So go go check that out
0: if you want. I also got a big fat royalty check from the Blue Room a couple of weeks ago.
3: <laughs> yeah, it was for like 35 cents. <laughs> <laughs>
0: uh, the Blue Room makes genuinely uh, great music, which I have used, uh, except for this show, because th- there wasn't quite anything in the Blue Room's repertoire that quite fit the mood of Brose, <laughs> but for every other podcast I've done, I've used br- uh, Blue Room music as uh, theme music. Uh, I actually used the... Live version of Shamrock Shake uh, as the the theme music for uh, for uh, Keystone Coast to Coast. Yep. So, always great stuff. But, uh, but absolutely, find the Blue Room's music. It's great stuff. Alex keeps getting paid. It <laughs> pays for one-fifth of his Dunkin' Donuts coffee. <laughs> once uh, every three months. Once, <laughs> once every three <laughs> months. Every every fiscal quarter. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at MKASNEL. That's M-K-A-S-Z-N-E-L. The podcast, as always, is available on Apple Podcasts. Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, SoundCloud, TuneIn, and wherever else podcasts are available. And if you have a question you'd like to submit for us to answer on the show, email it to brosequestions at gmail.com. That's brosequestions at gmail.com. Huge thanks, as always, to Mary O'Brien for compiling our questions, to Shannon Vogel for designing our logo. You can find her her work and uh, and other items for sale at etsy.com. And our theme music is When by Steven Siebert. Uh, Rich? You want to talk about PodQuest for a bit?
2: Uh, yeah, come check out this week's episode of PodQuest where we talk about some sort of news thing that's probably maybe going to happen. a boy. In nerddom.
0: <laughs> there we go. Uh, I co-host the Keystone Coast Coast podcast, which is currently on hiatus until Eddie gets a new laptop. Um, but I also, uh, through the aforementioned Joe and Janie Debus, hooked Eddie up with Pirates tickets, so maybe uh, he'll he'll repay me by fixing his laptop and getting us to do the show again. <laughs> uh, and I also edit the Under Pressure podcast, The Hidden Story, of pregnancy and preeclampsia uh say goodbye to the listeners everyone
2: goodbye
0: for uh the in absentia tim hansen for alex casnell for sean o'brien for rich sweeten and the entire action moves team my name is matt casnell reminding you to be smart about being stupid